Today is a special day. You get to meet my wonderful husband, James. Wow. And it, as if that wasn't spectacular enough, uh-huh. we're going to be talking about being a citizen of the kingdom of God. Although I don't know which is better. Meeting James or talking about God and stuff. Well, you know, they're, they're both up there. <laughs> both up there. <laughs> we are women who have given up on trying to live in perfectionism and guilt. Because let's be honest, it just doesn't work. So we're trying something different and choosing to live intentionally and with hope. Please join us as we attempt to open the conversation and search out answers in a safe place. Welcome to the Moo Lily Podcast. Well, welcome back to the Moolily Podcast. I'm Christina and I'm here with Christiana. Me. And a very handsome young man, (laughs) James. That was me introducing myself with a wolf whistle. Oh, all right? Yeah, that was perfect. Babe. Great. Way to go. That is great. So before we get started, um, I would like to give a shout out to our wonderful sponsors at Wooten Media. Good guys over there. Mm-hmm. What else is happening, Christiana? Uh, we have a website. Yes. And Facebook. Uh-huh. And Instagram. Yep. And you can check out all that stuff mm-hmm. on your computer or your phone. Yes. We would love that. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for being so specific. That was important. I just felt like, let's just go. Let's Mm -hmm. just do this. You can also use tablets. Oh. I imagine. Maybe. Tablets, iPads, smart watches. Desktops. Who has a desktop? We do. (laughs) Actually, I do too. (laughs) People with children, because they need to be stationary. They do need to be stationary. (laughs) Internet usage. So, yes, check us out at moolily.com. Okay. So, uh, Christiana, you've had an eventful week. What have you been up to? I had my eyes lasered. Lasered eyes. They're lasered. I have been upgraded. (laughs) (laughs) I've been modified. So, for those of you that don't know, Christiana is basically blind. It's true. Legally. But Mm. no more. No more. Tell us about that experience. Um, It was exciting. I was really freaked out. My husband had it done first back in, I think, November. Okay. And I would think through the process because he told me, you know, step by step, this is how they do it. And, and I would play it in my mind like, okay, I've, I'm going to do this. This is what it's going to be like. And I would almost throw up every single time. Oh, gosh. Just yeah. through the mental Just through the process. mental process. So I was like, no, I'm doing this. Like, I'm doing this thing. But it was really hard. I, it took a while to get to the place. So then my whole joke was like, I'm just going to pretend to be a robot who's being upgraded. upgraded. Nerd, nerd, nerd. Okay, perfect. So you're so, kind of bionic. Now. Essentially, yes, I am. It's so it was pretty cool. Like they gave me some value. I was happy. Mm-hmm. They they cut, they slice, they. It was all lasers. It was so fast, though. I would do it again. So you probably don't drive home yourself. You do not. But the craziest thing was, you know, like they leave me in the room and I lay down and I can't see. My vision was like around 2400 okay wow. so pretty blind i don't know what that means i mean something 20 feet away looked like it was 400 feet away to me oh. it's pretty bad that is bad it's oh. pretty bad so like i lay down i can't see is that what 2020 means something 20 yes. feet away looks like it's 20 feet. bingo wow i never knew that never that's knew what that. it means so like wow. i sit up and i can see their faces that was crazy wow that was really? amazing it's like oh my gosh i can see did you cry a little bit like a yeah, tiny little tear. Tears of joy. Exactly. Yeah. So that was my weekend. It was exciting. I'm very grateful and it's weird and amazing and I'm still getting used to it. So I keep thinking I need to take out my contacts. 
You know? Like, wait, oh no. Never there. again. Wow. So I don't think I've ever seen you wear glasses. Did you ever do that? Every, every now and then. Yeah, she has some really I don't cute like glasses. wearing them though because I don't like not having peripheral vision. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like oh, when you're yeah. missing, when you're as that. blind as me, it would be like this tiny little thing you can see and then everything else was just fuzzy. Mm. Mm. What did people used to do 100 years ago, 1,000 years ago? Just be blind. Oh, yeah. They would die. Probably they would walk into stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Get run over by cars. Crocodile! Before they were cars. <laughs> Get run over by crocodiles. It's terrible. <laughs> that is, sounds Batman. terrible. Okay, so bringing it in. Bringing yes. it in. <laughs> that, that's my story. So as we've started the new year here at Mooley, we've kind of just begun by introducing ourselves again because mm-hmm. it's been a while. It we've got been. a lot of new people yep. checking us out. We're talking about our foundational values as in we have given up on perfectionism and guilt. Because let's be honest, it just doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't work. work. <laughs> Although we keep trying. What's yeah. <laughs> so we're choosing to live intentionally and with mm-hmm. hope. Mm-hmm. And uh, we want to lay a foundation of what we actually believe. What is our hope? So we talk a lot about God's presence and asking him to speak to us. But we really want to talk about who he is and what it means to actually follow him. Yes. Uh, so this current series, uh, we're entitling it just essentially the gospel. Um, and we're looking this week about the kingdom. Mm. Next next time we're together, we're going to be talking about covenant relationship with Jesus. Yeah, we are. Um, so I've invited my husband, James. He is from the United Kingdom. <laughs> very Hooray. united. Yes. So that's a bad joke. No. <laughs> I have five children. That's a dad jokes. Just <laughs> native now. Yes. So I struggled with how to introduce <laughs> my husband because he is the love of my life. He is incredibly handsome and gifted. I, and how am I going to even? I feel like the third. Is it the fifth week? No, that's a trailer. <laughs> I feel like a third wheel. <laughs> the third wheel. You guys are too cute. Yeah, we're so cute. <coughs> but James. Uh, one of the things I love about James is that he's very, very authentic. He doesn't do or say anything that he doesn't genuinely believe in. Sometimes that drives me a little bit crazy, <laughs> but it gives me great confidence um, because I know that we as a family will live out our values. And he has... That's why I liked you, babe. Oh, thanks, Serious, babe. Serious, yeah. So as we talk so about... It's you feel like a fifth wheel. It's <laughs> fun, though. I'm just sitting and enjoying it. So as we talk about um, kingdom... You don't look like a fifth wheel. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> there have been times in my life. <laughs> okay, guys, pull it back in. We're on a podcast here. Um, so as we talk about the kingdom, people, uh, I think, sometimes feel like it's like a false thing, like it's not real. So how do we... Like as as we look at a monarch, that that power doesn't play out properly. That we're a democracy, whatever, blah blah blah, independent America, hallelujah. <laughs> but I I want to look at how, as we look at a real kingdom, how that helps us with our perspective of a heavenly kingdom and how we relate to a king as a leader is very different to how we relate to somebody who we have chosen. If that makes sense. Yeah. So James has some really cool insight into that. So thank you for joining us. You're welcome. We're glad you're here. Thanks. I'm glad I'm here. The the last time that 
that we got to do this, babe, was mm-hmm. I think Christiana was sick or away or something, and we did a trial, the uh-huh, first yeah. trial like podcast. Yeah, I listened to you it. You were a great yeah. podcast. You, you guys were buddy. great together. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> so, can so you it tell took us? Me 19 episodes to get invited back. <laughs> 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 Can't be that good. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you know about being a part of a kingdom? Yeah, growing up in England, of course, I kind of feel like living here, um, I have maybe a bit of a head start on what it means to to be in a kingdom because I obviously grew up in one. Mm-hmm. So we, we have an actual functioning monarch, someone that is widely, um, not universally, of course, but widely loved and revered. The queen is just mm-hmm. a, uh, so Queen Elizabeth II. I is, love her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just a hugely respected um, person. And to, to the point, we were in Kentucky once, I was speaking at this church, and someone came, I don't know if you remember this, babe, someone came mm-hmm. up to me afterwards and they said, they, you know, we're in the random, some random part of Northern Kentucky, and they, they said, um, man, if, if I got an invitation to the White House, I would really consider it. But if I got an invitation to dinner with the Queen, I'd jump in the sea and start swimming <laughs> if I had to. <laughs> and, uh, That's awesome. I, I thought, do remember wow. that. Wow. You know, it's just so, it's kind of this funny, awesome thing to say. Mm-hmm. But it was like, it's not even his Queen. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, it's my Queen. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and you think about this this woman who's grown up in this role and... Um, it was it was thrust upon her. If you've seen The Crown, the the Netflix series, not yes. yet, but I'm excited. It is a must you should watch. It really a, is like excellent. next on my list. Mm-hmm. It's a keeper. Um, I actually wrote down this this quote from there, where it talks about monarchy is God's sacred mission to grace and dignify the earth, and um, that it's a calling from God. So the queen is crowned in an abbey, not a government building. It's an archbishop, not a minister, mm-hmm. who puts the crown on her head. She's not a public servant. She's answerable to God. Mm, not know, to the public, not, not to, to her the public, mm. and uh, it's it's her country, it's her people, and it's I think it's really difficult to grasp that as a as an American, as a as someone who who hasn't had a monarchy. I, I just imagine that must be a very very difficult concept. Um, that it's it's her country, it's her government. Winston Churchill, everyone from Winston Churchill till uh, you know our current Theresa May, our, our current Prime Minister in the UK, has to approach her and ask her permission to run her government in her name. Hmm. And uh, so they get elected by the people, but it's her government. She can turn them down. Wow. And isn't what just an incredible woman? And uh, so just yeah, huge honor mm-hmm. to. Um, to have her really we love mm. the queen who doesn't love the queen idiots don't love the queen <laughs> that's the only ones i think <laughs> so tell us a bit about your dad because he did some work for her he did he actually traveled for about five years on what's called a diplomatic visa so diplomatic visas are, are kind of that's a universal uh, thing all over the world but but uh, even my passport actually says the Queen requests, in the front page, says the Queen requests that you grant access to your nation um, to wow. this citizen of hers. Mm. That's what the front page of my passport says. So cool. And, uh, That's so rad. cool. And so my dad, though, he traveled on a diplomatic visa. So for him, he was um, operating kind of under direct command of the crown. So he would, um, he would travel to, to different nations and he would turn up and, and basically his job was to assess that um, 
buildings owned by the owned by the crown were uh, up to the code of the crown, essentially. So there's many, many of those. And so he would travel all over all over the world. Him and five other guys would travel to every British-owned property, British government-owned property, uh, every five years. So they were That's a lot of those. Yes. Yeah. yeah, so they were constantly traveling. And he... Um, the guys would always say, well, I, I want to go to Paris and, you know, Milan and all of this. My dad said, oh, I can do all of those as a tourist. I'm going to, I want to go to all the crazy places. And so he would, you know, be all over the Middle East and all over Africa and kind of places where there was wars. And he stayed in the actual hotel from Hotel Rwanda and, you know, oh all that goodness. sort of stuff. He's like, that's where I want to be. What a cool opportunity. But he would, um, but he would get picked up, um, you know, in a, in a blacked out Range Rover and you know, all this stuff or several of them. And, and they would treat him like royalty because he's there representing the queen. It's this same idea that we have in second Corinthians. It's second Corinthians five twenty says, um, let me see if I actually have it written down. I threw my note on the floor. Uh-oh. What a guy. And um, the second Corinthians five twenty says, so we implore <laughs> you then uh, as ambassadors of God representing him, make your case for Christ. Mm. And, so the same thing with my dad traveling as an ambassador of the queen. He's actually there representing the queen. He doesn't represent himself. So as a representative of the queen, he's actually under her law as well. Right. And everywhere he goes is hers. So the American embassy sitting in London is American property. Right. right. So when you're there, you're actually functioning under their governance. When, when my dad is a diplomat of the queens when he travels to rwanda the seychelles to ethiopia to wherever everywhere he is is british Mm -hmm. and so everywhere everything he touches is now functioning under british law for the season that he's there and the the way that kind of computes to us being part of a kingdom is if you can picture in india it's the law that if you run a cow over in your car you could be tried for murder because they because cows are a sacred animal, right? Right. And to, to them, obviously. And But if my dad did it, he wouldn't be tried with anything because he's operating under British law. He's not oper- operating under the laws of the government he's visiting. He's operating under the law of the government he's from. And so we're the same. We're actually ambassadors of heaven. We're citizens of heaven operating in a host nation that we're in right now that we leave eventually. Right. But all the time we're here, we still represent our king and our king's laws when they come into conflict with our host nation's laws, always win. Does that make mm. sense? Yeah. So what is God the king like? How does that perspective of him change the way that we relate to him? Because mm-hmm. we relate to God in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. right? As, as father and as brother and as lover of our souls and as judge. You know, like There's so many aspects to God. Mm-hmm. But is God the king? How do we relate to him? One thing that I think is really interesting. Uh, again, if I jump back to my dad, it, it would never have occurred to my dad that the queen wouldn't or couldn't have provided for something she called him to do. Hmm. You know, so the queen has lots of money and uh, he's actually currently, he's consulting to what's called the royal household, which is the 84 properties owned directly by the queen and her family. And um, so he's doing some some work for them. When they approached him, they actually said, we're not going to anybody else. Uh, you are the only person we want. Tell us what we need to pay you. And he said, well, you know, well, I, I don't want to say too much because I want to, yeah. I really want to get it, you know, because it's, again, it's a huge honor. It's not a normal yeah. job. It's not a normal right. contract. He's mm-hmm. retired. He doesn't need the work. 
he just said, "I, I'll, what an honor, what a huge privilege to work for the for the Queen, right? This is the, this is our monarch. This is the Queen uh-huh. of England. This is, this is big." And uh, he said, "Just, just for the honor to do it, I want to do it." So you, he, he went back to them and said, "I'm not sure what price to give you. I really want to do this." And uh, they said, "Just give us any price. We want you. We will pay." And uh, so he did. And I guess he's getting paid quite well. (laughs) (laughs) Well enough that we went on vacation with him shortly afterwards. (laughs) 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 But but when he used to travel um, on the, you know, all all around, he would just get his, um, get his orders, essentially. You know, we need you to go to these dozen places, go to them as as you will, uh, however many trips it makes sense to take. And... um, it just would never occur to him that A, she didn't mean it, um, B, that it wasn't an incredible privilege to do it and he should jump at it mm-hmm. and do whatever it took to do it and C, that she wouldn't provide for it. That was never in question. And so I think one of the one of the things that's really important to grasp about God is he's actually much, much bigger than the Queen of England. His pockets right. are deeper. Yeah, it yeah. means more when we're invited to work for him. Yeah, uh, It's an honor to serve him. It's an incredible honor to be his servant. So when you watch The Crown, um, or you know any any of those movies, when when you watch The Crown, the servant of the of the King of England at the start of the of the the series, they're dressing him. That's not a that's not a low position, right? You know, it would be a real mistake to hear servant of the King and think lowliness. Yeah, mm. uh, it's actually an incredible honor to to the point that butlers and servants of the current Queen of England. Um, when she dies, will probably receive payouts of some description because they're so important to her and they, are, they become private confidants, right? Yeah. And so in right. the same way, the more that we're around the king, the more he relates to us, the more he pours into us, uh, the more of him we get. Hmm. What a beautiful picture because I, I, I don't know, when I think about serving the king, I think about the military or I think about like big kind of structured kind of orders, but he has... Uh, servants that dress him and he has people that are mm. um, serving him on much humbler levels which is kind of more what I would relate to I think right. and what an honor it would be um, to be that close to him mm. uh, as you say because they become confidants that's the person that he sees every day and so that's the person that he maybe shares with something that he's processing or something that's dear to his heart and to be that close to him and to know him that intimately is a huge honor and I think sometimes as we relate to the Lord that can seem a little bit casual yeah um but it's very very significant I think it plays into into reality in in so many ways but one of them is is the reality that um when Christina and I used to travel a lot we would speak in churches and we were we were missionaries for a long time and people would say to us man uh, the lord called me into missions 10 years ago and you know it's just really inspirational seeing you here <laughs> we're like so where did you go oh i i didn't you know you hmm. cuz you know you've got to raise the money and you know you just it's, it's such a big thing so you know but it's, it's just not for everyone it's for everyone who's called right it, it wasn't optional it wasn't you actually missed out it wasn't yeah. that you know, if, if the Lord's calling you to start a business, you dang start a business. It's right. a huge honor to mm-hmm. to be pursued by the Lord to do something. If the Lord tells you to have 12 kids, you get on having those kids. You know, whatever <laughs> it is. Um, 
you just do that thing because you don't understand what it means to work for the king. Right. And uh, so, f- again, in my queen example with the guy from Kentucky, he said, dude, I'd jump in the sea and start swimming to her if I had to. Um, that's such a great picture. I love it. Yeah. Um, and and really what it's saying is that the level of honor uh, to yeah. be invited around that person or to be asked to do something. So this is, I mean, literally the exact situation my dad's in. He's in retirement, not looking for work, doesn't need the work. He's sailing. He's actually recovering from some sickness <laughs> and, um, and he's doing other stuff. But the royal household call and he's like, I'll do anything. You tell me how, how little I need to charge and I'll do it. Yeah. And um, and that's really what the call to missions or the call to business, the call to fathering, the call to um, surrender, the whatever the call is, when it's the call from the king, it's an honor. It's not right. a challenge. It's a privilege. And and that's kind of hard to grasp in the in the we voted you in yeah. um, scenario. You know, mm-hmm. the picture of Obama, then Donald Trump, then whoever's next and so on. It's, it's really difficult because you look at... Um, you look at some of those guys, not everybody respects them. Only They only ever get 40-something percent of the yeah, vote. Right? Right. That's um, and uh, well, the queen didn't get any of the vote. She didn't need it. She was put there by God. She wasn't put uh-huh. there by man. So can you unpack a little bit? I mean, you've touched on this, but if we understand who it is that's calling us or speaking to us, how does that relate to how we see ourselves, the value that we can put on our own I- identity? Yeah. Um, we sing grace in our family. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Lord, for giving us food, that kind of thing. And uh, <laughs> at the end of it, almost invariably, all our kids say, thank you, Lord, for being a Baldwin. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, Which they really started. Which is so Yeah, precious. we never did that. <laughs> no. And so it's super, super fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but they have real identity in being Baldwins. And so seasonally, we're more on top of it than other times. Hey, we're... Our kids will do something. We'll say, you know what? Baldwin's just don't treat people like that. That's yeah. just not who we are. That's not how we operate. And um, so we talk about what it means to be a Baldwin, how we treat people, how we give um, money or food or whatever, how we um, use our time. What it, this is what it means to be a Baldwin. And and for our kids, that's something that's kind of held in some esteem, right? Yeah. Um, that's they're like excited to have that reality. And so they they started this little thank you Lord for being a Baldwin at the end <laughs> yeah, of Grace. So and precious. um and we perhaps often misunderstand our place in the kingdom. You know, that we have thank thank you Lord for being yours. Thank you Lord for being a servant. What whatever yeah. it is, <laughs> you know, we um leadership in America is very different to leadership in the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. And um, and so in America, there's kind of a, uh, this is a very broad statement, but there's a clawing for the top. Uh, in the kingdom, there isn't. Yeah. Even Jesus didn't have a clawing for the top. Right. Right. Um, and so it's, uh, it's, it's amazing to be able to serve, to consciously serve under someone who consciously served. And, uh, and so we, when we recognize the, privilege of being called the privilege of sonship which you're going to look at next week right with mm-hmm. glenn praise god i went before glenn not afterwards <laughs> um, but um but you know you're you're going to look at at um you know what it means that, that he's a father i think the the truth is that 
that lots of people either kind of recognize one or the other characteristic uh-huh. of him as though he has two personalities, but he doesn't. He has two roles. Mm-hmm. He has mm-hmm. one personality split in two roles. So when I'm in my, when I'm sitting at the dining room, I'm daddy. My kids will run around and climb on me and my wife will go and put them back. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and, you know, but I'm, I'm daddy. When I leave the house, I run a business. So I have people that are looking to me for their paychecks and uh, whatever else they're looking to me for their orders for the for the week. I don't order them. But, that you know, essentially... Well, you give them yeah. direction and yeah. instructions. They're not climbing on your lap. They're not climbing <laughs> on your lap. But I'm the same person. I have the same personality. And I'm actually just as... Um, I'm, a, I'm an extroverted, generally bubbly, sometimes not so much person. And, um, and so I actually have the same characteristics between right. both my roles right. my if you asked my guys at work when we were when i was in ohio in in december one of them texted me and said man it's way boring with you away <laughs> looking for you looking forward to you getting back oh, bringing some awesome. life <laughs> i was like that's awesome right yeah i'm the same person of the same personality yeah. between the two but i have different roles and god's actually the same and i think when we misunderstand what it means to be that he's the king and what it means that he's the father and therefore that we're the servant and therefore that we're the son, it's really confusing if you think that's all different things. Right. So my dad was the head of the home. He was also the leader of business. Um, I treated him the same if I came into his office as when he came home to our house. Right. You know? So that's the same with God. We're the same with God. We, mm-hmm. we look to him. I can be, it means that I can be intimate with the king and I can revere the father. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I should be intimate with the king and revere the father because actually I'm a prince, so I get to share the house mm-hmm. with the king and um, and I'm actually a son, so I get to hang out with the father. It's good. Mm. It's very good. It's good. I think <clears throat> we've, it doesn't matter what country you're from or what culture, most cultures we've we've lost the understanding of monarchy, but we've also lost respect for the loyalty when you think about clans and you think about Mm -hmm. the epic movies where there's that warrior leader and people are following him and they respect him but there's also this understanding that well my leader would die for me too right 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 it's that's it's exactly what you've just said i think there's something we can ask the lord to help us which i think is probably what you're going to lead into next but Ask him to help us to have that perspective and to understand what it means to have the king. Mm-hmm. For our, that our loyalty, that he's worthy, that he's worthy of right. all that, the adoration and the loyalty and the honor mm-hmm. um, to lead us mm-hmm. and to be intimate with him. I think we need help. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So what would you say? to somebody who's new or perhaps who knows the Lord, but has struggled with how to relate to him. Hmm. Don't, don't take all the Christian songs too seriously. (laughs) 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 I think there's a lot of very confused people writing some very high profile things. Um, Talk to us about it. I think it's very easy to, to get lost in that he's a father and a boyfriend and a lover. Oh yeah. Um, And it's also very easy to go the other way, you know, that he's looking to punish me. Um, because again, if you don't understand the personality, you only think you understand the role, you get lost. So um, there are times in our family here when we're expecting daddy to to lay down the law, you know, yeah. that Christina's tired or whatever and I get home 
and she'll say, hey, I really need you to speak to this person. And um, and so, you know, we're kind of waiting on daddy to put the smack down. <laughs> and so that's a, that's a function of my role. Right. Um, equally, a function of, of my role is to sit down and, and say, I'm so proud of you, son. And uh, well done. So this morning I took Lincoln out for breakfast and uh, we went to the IHOP and uh, finished a quarter of our meal each. <laughs> and, um, and so... Uh, so proud of you. Thanks, thanks. Um, but, you know, we're, we're there and we're hanging out and I, all I wanted to... The whole purpose of that meal was to give him time when I was just looking at his face yeah. and he could see me doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, because that's part of... Well, it's part of my personality, but it's part of my role. But I do the same thing to staff we have. So I actually, before I came here, I called uh, one of our guys who's working on some things today that I know is going to be a real challenge. And I said, hey, where are you? They said, hey, I'm sitting in this place with my laptop trying to get this stuff done. I said, great, let me come see you. So on the way here, I stopped in and just sat down with them for 10 minutes. And I was like, man, I'm in a hurry. I want to get to to you guys. And uh, But it's just worth it. I want them to know that I honor them and I'm glad they're here. And so we just sat down. I said, tell me about your evening. What was last night like? And um, we just chatted for 10 minutes and said, man, thank you so much. We really, really need what you're doing and left. So yeah. as, a, as a leader, as a king in that scenario, I'm bringing a father's heart. And as a father in my house, I can bring a king's heart, right? So, so I can bring law, I can bring rule, but I can also bring, um, bring kindness, grace. And, and those things, when we again understand, or not again, when we understand who the Holy Spirit is, so the fruit of the Spirit, well, that's the fruit of the Spirit of Jesus, and Jesus and the Father, Jesus was always yeah. only copying his Father. Yeah. So gentleness, peace, you know, all of this kindness, self-control, that's the characteristics of the Father and the King. Mm. And so when we, when we approach the Father as new believers or as people new to the concept of, of the king, when we approach the king or we approach the father, he's always going to be patient, kind, gentle, self-controlled, peaceful. He's going to be these things because that's the characteristics that's right. of his spirit. Yep. Right. And so like the spirit of James is um, kind of feisty at times, sort of direct at times, but kind of got this underneath like, I just want to have fun. Let's do fun things. Let's make <laughs> our work life fun. We, when we're going to knock down a wall in a house, we're rehabbing for someone, we'll run through it if we can. You know, we're, <laughs> we're always trying to find fun ways to, to do stuff because that's the spirit of James, right? right? Well, the spirit of God is peaceful, gentle, loving, mm-hmm. kind, and so on. And that's, that's how he will respond to us. And so if you read your Bible and you're reading him angry, you're reading him wrong. Yeah, right. Your lens is is foggy. You need LASIK you on need your LASIK. on your brain. <laughs> the eyes of your heart. Yes. Heart. Yes. <laughs> LASIK on your heart, please. I think that's so important to to view the Lord through multiple uh, roles. The word role, I think, is better than saying. You know, I think many of us separate uh, God in the Old Testament versus God in the New Testament. Judgment versus grace, mm-hmm. but actually, He is both. He is the same. God throughout the whole Bible. Um, so thank you for that insight, James. That was really, really helpful. I love you. <laughs> You're looking really hot today, babe. Thanks, babe. Yeah, I like I told hair. her that too. Yeah. That's exactly what I said. It might be the cool sweater. It might be the <laughs> hair, the eyes. It's just so lovely. <laughs> thank you. We might edit that part out. <laughs> no, no way. That's staying. 
<laughs> That's staying right there. You know what I think too, this is so helpful because there's a confusion between the kingdom of God and Christendom. Mm. Christendom being a structure that's right. been set up by human beings. Mm -hmm. And I think that um, we need to get back to what is actually the kingdom, who is the king and what is our role in it. And a lot of the our view of the kingdom being confused with Christendom really has to be separated right. and let go of and released. Mm -hmm. It's crucial in this hour. Yeah, because following the king, obeying the king, will often look very different to uh, different to following man and yeah. the constructs of man, and that's why yeah. models of of what we do change, right? Because we're maybe not hitting it right, and the Lord's bringing freshness and the the whole idea of the renewal, the awakening, all these things that, like from hundreds of years ago. That's when the Lord starts showing people, hey, guys, we've got to breathe life back into my body, breathe life back into my people. And, the, you know, if you looked at what Martin Luther was doing or, at, you know, some of these other guys, John Wesley, they were shaking things up and people were stinking mad at them, but they were right. obeying Jesus. Uh -huh. They weren't going with the, the, you know, little clicks of the day or the big, huge clicks of the day and the governmental structures right. of the church. John Wesley was out riding a horse and getting, you know, people throwing stuff at him all day long. And he said, I'm doing what the Lord wants. And he's turning pub songs into hymns. And, you know, we now sing these hymns. And now, amusingly, they're becoming the things that we need, you know, to, to liven up. Yeah, we need yeah. refresh. Yeah. Not to say we lose John Wesley. We absolutely don't. Not to say we lose uh, the hymns, but yeah. we recognize their place and we say, look, those were great. This is what the Lord was doing. That was fresh bread. That was manna from heaven at the time because the king was directing a man and a man was responding to him yeah. out of great obedience and privilege. So we say, well, Lord, what does it look like right now? Mm -hmm. And for us, for the Baldwins, that is, hey, we had uh, 14 years or something in, in full-time ministry and the Lord's calling us out. And... Um, and that, that's a big deal for us, but it it's is. really exciting mm -hmm. um, because we'd actually gotten stale in knowing that, I'll speak for myself, <laughs> I'd gotten stale <laughs> in knowing, hey, the Lord's going to provide in, in ministry. We don't know how he does it. It's always, it's always the last minute. It always happens. If we need to fly around the world for something, if I need to get to Pakistan and back, the money will come. It's fine. It'll just happen. And it always did. And it uh -huh. always worked. And it was, we were stale in it. And the Lord's like, mm. great time for something different start a business we're like oh we know lord that you provide a ministry but can you provide in business mm, interesting so that felt like more of a step of faith huge step of faith for having us. a paycheck because you're like well what if i don't manage my paycheck well like there isn't some <laughs> random check gonna come in the mail because we're not in ministry which is the wrong <laughs> mindset because Cause, we're cause still we serving jesus come. whether we're in ministry or yeah. whether we're in business but it's new yeah it's a it was a step of faith so we're responding not to a structure or to a, a man-made organization, but we're responding directly to the call of the Father. Yeah, so I think that's the big thing. If, if, so, if so back to your question, if we were saying to someone, hey, you're new, you don't know what, what's happening, say, man, listen to the Lord, obviously seek counsel, obviously test it against the written word, yeah. and, uh, and do that thing because he's not going to speak the same thing to you as he said to your grandparents. Right. You know, and he's not going to speak the same thing to you when John Wimber approached his pastor, John Wimber, who started the Vineyard mm -hmm. movement, mm -hmm. approached his pastor and said, I've got this strange language coming out of my face. What? I'm just concerned it's the devil. The pastor said, it is. 
You know, <laughs> <laughs> said, let me confirm that for you. It totally is the devil. And um, yeah, but praise God for John Wimber, you know, mm. and all the crazy things he did that have, you know, just brought so much life back to the, the broader body of Christ. And you go, well, what's going to be next? Yeah. You know, because the king's still bringing orders to us. That's right. And it's our honor and privilege to serve him in business and ministry and civic duty and whatever it is. It's a joy. It is. Yeah. So is there anything you'd like to add to that, Christiana? No, it was good. I'm just going to get into stories and he'll start telling stories and <laughs> I'll ask about ballet and so I think we're this is a good place to just kind of bring this spectacular podcast to a close here yes do you have anything Christina well I just wanted to uh, mention something that we're doing so um, as we mentioned earlier we want to do just a little series on what is the gospel what do we believe yeah. as Christians as as Mulali um in, in a specific sense, like we talk generally about, you know, living intentionally. Well, that's a great value. What does that what does that mean? What does it mean when we say you need to ask Jesus about that? Well, yeah. who is Jesus? How do we relate to him? So um, this week, obviously, we're looking at Jesus as the king. And then next week, we're having the amazing Glenn Kayla. He's going to talk about covenant relationship with the father and what that looks like and how that plays out. So please um, stay with us for that. And just as a little random little bonus thing, we're going to be reading a book. Mm -hmm. uh, it's called The Servant Queen and the King She Serves. So it's a story about Queen Elizabeth II, about her life, about her character, and about her service to the Lord uh, in her role as, as the head of the, the Commonwealth. And, and it's actually personally endorsed by her. It is, Which yeah. is very rare. So mm. this was published uh, during the time of her jubilee, which was 2015, I believe. I believe so. Um, so I really hope, my my prayer really is that as you listen to this, that your heart would shift, that your perspective would widen, yep. um, and that the Lord would bring revelation of who he is. And yes, the weight and the authority of his calling, but also the privilege and the joy and the delight that it is uh, to serve him and to be near to him. Yeah. So bless you. We'll see you soon. Mm -hmm. Bye.